Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, here's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hey there, all you rebels of the Sherpolution. Where you been? I've been sitting here in your phone app waiting for you to come on and hit that play button. Glad you're here. It's another week of, that's right, Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. And that's right, it's me, Jim the Podcast Sherpa, welcoming you to another week. And we've got a really interesting show, and it's a really cool show, too. I really enjoyed my guest today, but we'll talk about her in a second. And I just wanted to remind you that I am still working on the Spotify playlist called Happy Sherpa Holidays. And it's a whole bunch of Christmas and Hanukkah songs. So when you get closer to the holidays and let's say you're decorating your tree or you're wrapping presents or maybe you're having a little dinner party with some friends over, whatever, it'll just be a little bit of background music. That's all. No promo for the show, just music for you to enjoy. And I hope that you do enjoy it. And if you do check it out, please let me know what you think. I'd like to do a couple more playlists like that, too, just for the heck of it, so we can have fun. I always wanted to do a music podcast, but that's a little bit tricky in the podcast world, so that's kind of on the back burner for now. And while we're on the topic of Christmas music, I know some of you don't really want to hear it just this point in time yet, because we will be overwhelmed by it, but do you want to hear Christmas music? Or would you like to hear this song instead? It's theme week. It's theme week. It's theme week. And what is this week's theme, you may ask? It's happiness. That's right. I I took about five takes to say it, but I'm happy that I got it right. And, okay, let me get my bearings for a second here. Okay, we're better. Happiness, yes, it... It's very elusive to some of us, and some of us I don't think will ever see it. But listen to what my guest has to say, and maybe it'll help put things into perspective for you, especially with the holidays coming up. Who's our guest today, Sherpa? She's a psychologist and the co-host of the podcast Neurotic Nourishment. Her name is Dr. Lindsay Callen Wisner, and oh my gosh, We had such a blast talking. I had a lot of fun talking with her. She's a super nice person. And you actually hear her several times during the interview noting when I'm laughing. So I was trying not to laugh on mic so I could hear what she had to say. And she's just a great speaker and super funny and just a great person. I was so glad that I got to meet her. It was a real privilege. So let's go down to the replay room and check out the conference that I had with Lindsay in the Sherpa Chalet conference room. Okay, you know what I'm going to say now, though. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Audible, and you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Sherpa. You have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Okay, off to the conversation. We don't want to keep Lindsay waiting. We are in the conference room at the Sherpa Chalet, and I am talking to the very restrained Lindsay, Dr. Lindsay Wisner, and she's a psychologist, and she describes herself as a psychologist, a self-help book author. Uh, she is brutally honest. She's sweary, 
She's smart and she is a sarcastic mom. <laughs> Super sweary, but I'm going to try not to be because we made a vow, a promise, a pinky promise. <laughs> that's right. And that's not always easy to do on video. It's going to be really tough, but I'll try. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Jim, for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Now, you recently moved. I literally closed on a house on Thursday. Um, today is Monday. And I have spent the whole day working with um, patients, uh, psychologists, largely anxious adults and suicidal teens. And my poor husband has been moving all of our stuff to the house. So yay! <laughs> so uh, is the new location, is it a diff- definitely a change of pace for you? No, it's um, it's about a, a 0.75 of a mile cooler, and uh, taxes are more expensive. And according to my husband, we will not be able to afford it within three years. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, welcome to the neighborhood, right? Welcome to the neighborhood. But um, we were living on a main road, and I've an 8 and 11-year-old. And my, it's no coincidence that my specialty is anxiety, and I can't handle the anxiety of uh, waiting for my children to go ride their bike into a Mack truck. So, new house, uh, very happy, and I have my own reading nook, like a little book nook. Oh, congratulations. That's not exciting for you, is it, Jim? I don't know how you figured that out, but... Oh, my God, your face says it all. So I I wrote my first book when I was seven. Spoiler alert, it was not published and not that good. It involved, like, Raggedy Ann and uh, time travel. Probably a lot like the most recent Flash episode. But I am, um, you know, I've always wanted to be a writer. And soon I fell into psychology. And the greatest thing about this house, and the one thing I had to have, was my own little book nook. And I don't know what that means exactly, other than soft stuff, books, and probably social media photo photo ops. <laughs> That's it's a start, right? It's a start. It's a finish. I'm pretty sure I can just like call it a day and live there. <laughs> now you accidentally kind of stumbled onto podcasts, didn't you? Oh my God, I did. And for those of you that are sorry I did, I am sorry that I did. Um, I, so I am not a svelte woman. I mean, hot, but not svelte. And I met, (laughs) you're laughing. You can laugh in the phone. It's okay. The radio. Um, So I actually met a I'm in the suburbs, as is Jim, and it is sometimes tough to find uh, smart, educated, funny, active women. And I did find this group that was amazing, and I bonded immediately with most of them. And one of the things I was looking for was to be a more felt, uh, smart, educated women. So I met a nutritionist. Her name is Sharon Sapir, or as you should know her, at Sapir Nutrition. She is gorgeous, annoyingly gorgeous, pretty, young, smart, and super successful in what she does. Um, We clicked instantly. I kind of wanted to run away with her to the Isle of Lesbos. Am I allowed to say that? Sure, why not? Oh, good, fantastic, already have. 
but we uh, we have children of a similar age and we bonded. And one day we were at a playground because it was spring break and there's nothing else to do with your kids over spring break. And a, uh, a mom that we really liked said, why don't you guys start a podcast? And we were both sober, shockingly, but we thought it might be cool. And the next week we whipped out a phone and started recording on this horrible it's not horrible. Our sound was horrible. And we put it up and just wanted to see how it went. And we met some really amazing, successful women in various fields that were like, we think you have a talent, but have you heard of a sound editor? Um, we had not. And so we have just recently published episode 22. We have met some incredible people. Our bond as friends has grown even better, even worse, even better. And we've sort of taken turns putting out content that's really important to us. So, yeah, as much as you've spoken to a lot of interesting women, it doesn't really come across as a purely women-oriented podcast because you, you talk about widely known topics. Um. Recently, we spoke about something that I'm super passionate about. There is this smoking hot 30-something. I kind of low-key and not low-key hit on him during our interview. His name is Cody Taggart, T-A-G-G-A-R-T. I think, I hope if I'm going to marry him, I should know how to spell his name. And um, he is a big advocate of physical health, mental health, and also suicidal awareness. I'm sorry to get so serious, but uh, one of the things I do is I work with suicidal teens and their families. And although most of our podcast uh, guests have been women, it's not a rule. It's more something that we feel passionate about. And Cody was amazing. And it's really tough to talk about difficult things. And I have to say, I kind of want to make a sex joke, but I can't. But like, he really helped pull out the stuff from me and from Sharon. Jim's laughing, you can't see it. Um, that we both wanted to talk about because my personal belief is if we continue to, we're sort of inadvertently shaming mental health by not talking about things. You can have thoughts about hurting yourself and not take action. And if no one wants to talk about those thoughts, then you look like a bad word I'm not allowed to say, and um, you don't get the help you need. So we really do try to talk to people that motivate us, that inspire us, that make us feel like the time we take away from our husbands, our children's, our patients, our clients, our careers, our lives, as though I would ever cook dinner, uh, no, but it is worthwhile. So uh, I don't know. And that's sort of one of the reasons I was so excited to be asked to come on this podcast, Jim. Yeah, well, I'm definitely glad to have you. Now, your first nonfiction book, which is, I'll bet, 10 times better than the one you wrote when you were seven about Raggedy Ann. Totally. <laughs> that was fiction, by the way, I should clarify. That's right. And this is nonfiction, and it's called 10 Steps Finding Happy. 10 Steps of Finding Happy, A Permanent Guide to Satisfaction. There you go. And it's coming out in March. Uh, March 20th, 2020. And at first I was sort of bitter that I had to wait so long because I have no willpower or patience. But um, the United Nations actually has uh, an International Day of Happiness. 
And although I was surprised, we probably should not be because there's also like an international day of apples. So, uh, but uh, on March 20th, 2020, the United Nations celebrates that. And it is in part a nod to mental health. It is also a nod to the fact that happiness should be about more than just finances. It should be about more than just, um, you know, a socioeconomic, uh, governments, all of those things. It should be a, a combined issue. I wish you could see me waving my hands as though that would make it make more sense. So we discovered this and thought our book would be an excellent, uh, fit for it. And we were lucky and grateful. And, um, I'm sure there were like some sort of mythical gods involved that allowed us to, to be granted this gift. And so it's coming out in conjunction with this international day of happiness. And I think it's an amazing opportunity, not only to, um, so we provide 10 solid steps with concrete actions, which means I'm not just saying think happy thoughts. I'm saying, you know, it would help. It would help if you not only thought happy, think happy thoughts, but also try something new. Because when you immerse yourself in a new activity, you also fire certain synapses and hormones and all of this brain chemistry that really does inspire happiness in a biochemical, biophysical way. So we've got 10 of those, which is incredible. And then we also were able to convince 24 expert writers to talk about what made them happy. What do they do aside from just their job, um, their dishes, their chores, their children, their spouses? You know, what do they do that goes over and beyond to make them happy? We actually led uh, Sharon Sapir and I to have an interesting conversation. How the heck do we define happiness? Who gets to decide? And, you know, where is that, um, that expectation of happiness? So this book has sort of taken on a life of its own, much like a, um, like a Disney Pixar rolling snowball avalanche. I'm sorry. I have two young kids. I watch a lot of stuff. And so, you know, we're looking at it from a bunch of different angles. One is what is happy and what is our expectation of happy? And then two is um, how can we get there? What can we expect? And really, how do we define happiness? So It's really going to differ from one person to another. A hundred percent. And, and it should, I think that if you are, uh, I'm so old, I'm going to have to reference Ethiopia, but like, (laughs) um, but you know, if you are struggling to feed yourself in Ethiopia, happiness may be finding a, I feel like I'm going to go biblical, but finding like a bush of fruit or a, uh, not a burning bush, not that, you know, but it's, a, it's just a, a field of corn or something that you've been looking for. Whereas if you're in a, a more developed country, the reality is we are asking for more. And I'm not sure that it's, I'm not sure that it's what we deserve or should expect. Happiness is, okay, think of the cavemen. 
what was happiness? Uh, maybe dancing around a fire, maybe, um, you know, being able to feed each other, clothe each other, stay warm, not get eaten by dinosaurs. I was not a good history major, so follow me on this one. You know, but I, I do know that in modern day psychology, you know, we don't have a lot of bulimia or anorexia in, I'm going to call them third world countries. I know it's not appropriate, but bear with me, you know, in, in sort of less developed, less wealthy, populated, um, whatever the other word is, countries, we don't, it's an expectation that we have here that they wouldn't have there. So it's just like in the Victorian age when people were, um, it was good to be fat or zaftig or hefty or me because it meant that you had the money to afford it. Jim is laughing at me. Um, but it meant that you could. And instead right now we're looking for some sort of happiness that goes beyond simply survival and yeah, I want my kids to do more than just survive, but I also want um, everyone's expectations to be appropriate. If my kid tells me that they're bored, I kind of, no, I can't say I want to punch them in the face. It would be bad in child protective services, but it's okay to be bored. It's okay to have to struggle. It's okay to have to fight for something. It's okay to have to discover new things. And unfortunately, right now, we think happiness should be a given. And I don't think it's natural. There's also a long-term happiness versus a short-term happiness. There are certain things that'll cheer you up for a little while, and there's other things that just make you happy to wake up every morning with a smile on your face or just be thankful. A hundred percent. I really want to mention booze and sex, but I feel like that won't be acceptable. But either of those things, <laughs> Jim is just laughing at me because he's like, how do I shut her up? Um, but either of the, you know, like the... Short-term happiness, uh, booze, sex, good movie, rock concert, any sort of illicit drugs, illegal drugs that are not going to be illegal anymore. I don't know what I think about that. Um, those things are short-term. To me, at this point in my life, because I am old as dirt, I think I do like discovering new things, meeting new people, making new connections, and also just learning. I mean, before we pressed record, sorry, Jim, but we were talking about sort of trading secrets for how to learn more about what we're doing and meet new people. And I think when I was uh, 14, 13, I really wanted to know how to get those EG socks like perfect. And uh, I was never gonna look good in those EG socks. And now we're looking for a higher form of happiness, socks and non-socks related, but it's a mental stimulation. Do you think that a person can be too happy? Are they manic and or high in this scenario? Well, we'll just say that there's no, presume that there are no mental illness or anything going on. Just a regular everyday person. You think they can be too happy? Jim, you're never going to air this episode, are you? I'll be so sad. <laughs> um, I do think people can be too, too happy. And I don't know if I would call it a a mental illness or just a delusion or a, um, a disbelief. I think that narcissists, Ooh, we're back to mental health, but I am a shrink. I think that narcissists, people that have to feel happy all the time are not actually focusing on the reality of their life. I think that people who are constantly striving to do new things 
are happy. I'm a little skeptical of like the Rodan and Fields girls. I don't know if you know what that is. Probably not. But women do. Do you have any women? Anyways, I'm a little skeptical of like the um, essential oil people because you can't be that happy. Um, you know, essential oils and yoga, although I love yoga. And I think anything extreme is probably bad because it's probably a cover up for something for something. So that that instantaneous rush is kind of like the rush of dopamine and then that's it? You think or that's co- I mean or cocaine? I don't know. I, I mean I think that uh I think love, I think sex, I think anything can be a fleeting happiness. But I think if you're looking for something more, it has to be something that can evolve over time as you do. I want to tell you a little story about when I was younger. Is it about how I'm never going to get this podcast to air? <laughs> no, I, I promise you it is not. <laughs> All right. So then I want to hear you. Know? Okay. So I was a teenager. I would say senior in high school. So we're talking a long time ago before not that social long media. Ago. <laughs> you guys, Jim looks pretty good. I don't know what the heck he's trying to pull on us, but <laughs> she looks younger than me. Trust me. All right. So anyway, okay. So I'm a senior in high school, and I'm working in this donut chain. And we won't—they're not a sponsor. We'll just say that they rhyme with drunken. And Do you actually have sponsors? Because then I want drunken to be my sponsor. <laughs> actually, they're not a sponsor. I don't know if they—if they listen to podcasts. Anyway, there was this woman that came every day had a cup of coffee and a donut. And every day she complained about something. It was the coffee wasn't right. The donut wasn't right. But she kept coming back. Mm. And and I would, would think like, well, well, there's a lot of other places. It's not like this is such a unique place that, you know, there's a status issue with uh, with showing up. No, I mean, drunken donuts is not like a huge thing. <laughs> right. So, I mean, was that her version of happy that she could just come someplace and and complain? I think it was probably her version of comfort. I think it's probably a lot sadder than happy. I think it's probably, it could be something as easy as just being a convenient thing, or it could be something like um, a memory from the past, or listen to my, the town that I live in, my husband grew up in, his mother grew up in, his father grew up in. We go to a lot of crappy, It's okay. Okay, that's an okay word. I think the FDA sure. would approve. We go to a lot of mediocre restaurants that I'm just supposed to think are good because that's what we've always done. And I think there is something. Um, I don't. I don't know if I want to say happy about comfortable or comfortable about happy. But some of us just stick to what we know because it feels safe. And I don't know if safety is happy, but it's it's close. Also, people shouldn't really rely on others to get their level of happiness. I mean, that happens sometimes too. People make life choices where, say if somebody gets, uh, they're not happy at home. So the first, you know, first person they meet, they marry and they think that it's going to make it better. Is a personal story, Jim? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine either. You're right. I also think, uh, I do a lot of work with couples and I do think that we can't always... <sighs> We can't, uh, I think if we look for someone else to make us happy, it only lasts so long. I also think that the person that we, seems perfect for us at 20 is not necessarily so at 30 or 40 or 50. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I spend a 
as of six months ago, I spend a tremendous amount of time on social media, as Jim will vouch, and my husband is um, off the grid, like literally off the grid, like cabin in the woods. He has never heard a single podcast. The other day, he, he's a psychologist and he teaches a class, and the other day he was watching a TED Talk for as prep for his class, and he goes, you should do a TED Talk. And I was like, that's such a sweet idea. Thank you. I think I will. You know, like, in, we live in different worlds, and yet I think I make his world better, and he makes, fingers crossed, and he makes my world better. But I do think if you're looking for someone else to make you happy, you're going to be disappointed because people change. You touched on it earlier. What are some of the other really good ways that, that you can find happiness apart from just trying something new? And reading my book? Of course. Um, so I think you have to find your happy people. I think that's tough. I feel badly that I'm talking a lot about women, but I think it's tough for women because we are very competitive. And although men are more competitive and aggressive in a more overt way, women, it's definitely more covert. So um, if a man is, you know, like a guy will punch a guy and a woman will talk garbage behind the, see, I'm learning, behind someone else's back. So... I think we have to eventually, for me, it was honestly, it was largely having a baby and being like, what the heck am I going to do with this thing? Cause I got to keep this alive. And I have no experience doing so that I started to sort of trust and depend on other women. And I also, I don't personally, my happiness is found in women who will tell me to my face when I'm doing something wrong and not um, say everything's fine and talk about me behind my back because that's what I need. I need honest feedback. Yeah, That's funny because you actually helped me segue into my next question. I was going to say there probably is a pretty big difference between the happiness that women have and the happiness that men have. I actually planned that whole thing and just decided not to tell you. <laughs> As she drinks from her As I drink from my cup. Um, I think there is. And it's in part because you know, for a while, I thought that like feminism and gender differences were overrated. And the older I get, the more I realize there's such a difference. And um, one of the things I advised my patients, my friends, the 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, is if you're thinking about being offended, don't. And just ask yourself, if, if you were a man, would someone say this to you? And sometimes the answer is yes, and you're just being sensitive. And sometimes the answer is no. We just have different expectations for men and for women. It's, it's tough. I, I don't think I want to be a man. I'm really bad at sports coordination and math. Um, and I do think that being a woman is easier in some ways and tougher in others. But I think we, I think if we can find people that are ours, whether it be someone we trust to help us raise our children and discipline them like we would, or um, some guys we can get together for a, with for a softball game or fantasy football league with, um, I'm a big fan of, and I'm a woman, you know, something to bond over that's apart from a survival instinct. 
I think that's hugely helpful because it's, it's not always easy to be happy and I don't think it's getting any happier. I think we have to make an effort and not assume that that's our default. Okay. And uh, what are some of the things that you do to keep yourself happy? God, I have so many funny responses, but I won't because you've already warned me. Um, <laughs> you, you, if you want to go with the PG response, that's fine. No, I do not want to go with the PG response. Um, <laughs> you know, I when I w- when my kids were younger, I used to enjoy doing art projects with them because there was something about beginning and completing a task that really made me feel like I had accomplished something and taught them something. And my son is actually ridiculously creative. He doesn't even know what cosplay is. And yet he's created his own Halloween costumes two years in a row. I enjoy reading with my daughter, like side by side and also discussing books. Sometimes I encourage both of them, but mostly her to, uh, you know, well, what would the sequel be? What would happen next? I love podcasting. I mean, I love writing, but I love podcasting because there's so much to learn from people. And as you know, from your small Long Island town, and as I know from mine, we don't always, listen, we're not in Manhattan and thank God, because it is dirty and I don't like it. And I'm like cold and struggling, but we, I think it's important to find people that relate to you and help you and can make you grow and make you comfortable. And listen, sometimes those people are going to be your biological family or family of origin, as we like to say, and sometimes they're just not. And, um, and you got to find a way to do it. So I also like, yeah, I also like hot tea and cuddling with my cats, but I'm a weird old cat lady. So go figure. (laughs) <laughs> she's, she's not that old, trust me. She keeps saying so old. old. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, uh, with podcasting, very often the reaction is a little bit more immediate. You know, the, the minute people hear like what you have to think, you know, they're going to think about what you're saying. I hope so. Yeah. I, you know, I'm new to this. I don't have a venue to hear back from people. And I wish I did, and maybe you'll teach me how to do it because. So far, it's just felt about, it's just felt like the importance is about me being able to tell my truth that I couldn't tell earlier, whether it be earlier in childhood or in life or when I was less confident. Um, But getting the chance to put my voice forward and feel like it matters. I'll share this with some people that may not have heard your podcast. Lindsay and Sharon are very unfiltered in their podcast. They speak their minds flat out. And Lindsay he really- won't let me swear. Jim won't <laughs> let me swear, but I'm doing good. <laughs> so, yeah, she's been uh, very filtered today, and I'm sure she's probably holding back. You know what? Maybe you think when we're done, we'll, we'll just let you let loose a string of curse words just to get it out of your system. <laughs> That so, might be helpful. So while we're talking about podcasts, see like that segue we could just get that I like point. it. Uh, we call that a pivot on ours, and I'm getting used to it, but I like the pivot. Pivot! Exactly. <laughs> I never knew that was a word. I thought Sharon made it up, but cool. <laughs> okay. So anyway, while we're talking about podcasts, tell me about some of the podcasts that you like listening to. Um, oh, I am totally obsessed with... True Crime Obsessed with um, Jillian and, well, Jillian's kind of my fave, but um, totally obsessed. I am a Patreon subscriber and I was like, who wants to be? I do. Um, I also love Cultivated Conversations and that is another phenomenal one. 
I, I do listen to the late night shows because I'm asleep by the time they come on. And now I'm going to listen to Jim, especially if he airs me and makes me sound good. Um, I also like the Five Guys podcast. It's like an 80s podcast. As it so happens, I went to middle school with a lot of them. And we went to a really small middle school. So it's super to hear people succeed. Wait, I got more. Cheesecake okay. and Crying, which is awesome. It's There's some Canadian women who um, they talk about mommy issues and their kids are younger but their accents are just to die for. So, And coffee and vodka, if you're a millennial, because they tolerated me on their show, even though we, I was kind of confused and they were too, but they're fantastic. And I love the opportunity to meet new people. So. Okay. And while we have you here, just so if people want to get in touch with you uh, or follow you on social media, uh, we have the little segment of the show called Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless Self-Promotion. Oh, shameless, shameless, shameless. <laughs> um, so my podcast is called Neurotic Nourishment. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are. Um, I also have a Twitter account, which is at Lindsay S. Callen, K-A-L-L-E-N. I also have three Instagram accounts because I'm an overachiever. One is for, um, I guess myself at psych shrink mom. The second is neurotic nourishment uh, that's for the podcast. And the third is for my upcoming book, which Jim is so excited about. And that is called 10 Steps to Finding Happy. There you go. And shameless you know, self-promotion. There you go. Ta-da. You know, when we were setting up this meeting, uh, we discussed what, you know, I kind of mentioned to you what we were going to be doing. I said, you know, we would talk about you. We would talk about your podcast. We would talk about your book. And of course, don't forget the last part. I said we would do each other's hair. So. Oh, yes. Do you want to braid my hair? Because I cannot braid hair. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. You I'm braid a- my hair. We'll meet up halfway through where you live and where I live. And um, we'll braid someone's hair. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little rusty, though. Just keep that in mind. Uh, whatever. My daughter's hair always looks like garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just buzz mine. <laughs> it would be weird if I did mine, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 you look better with long hair than than Bud's hair. So I, I kept the buzzer in the closet. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jim. This was so much fun. <laughs> Her name is Dr. Lindsay Kathleen Weisner. Neurotic think, Nourishment is the podcast. I think Jim's dying. I think I have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a blast. And she looks like a swimsuit model. Don't let her fool you. Holy shadoodles. Jim, post a picture of a swimsuit model with my face. So. <laughs> and she's far younger than I am. So <laughs> I'm 42. I'm old as dirt. <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you so much. And let's talk soon. Yes, will do. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. Bye. In addition to Dr. Lindsay's upcoming book on happiness, here are a few podcasts you can check out that have to do with the topic of happiness. We have The Overwhelmed Brain, Happiness Spells, The Science of Happiness, Happiness at Work, Earn Your Happy, and Happiness Abound. You know, just a little bit of a word of advice Granted, some of those podcasts have the word 
happy in the title, but I was listening to a podcast called Happy Face. Um, not exactly about happiness. Uh, why did it take me till the end of the show to realize that it was about a serial killer? Don't! Thanks again for listening to Too Many Podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media, too, if you've got nothing to do. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and all at Too Many Podcasts. But with Twitter and Instagram, it's the number Too Many Podcasts. And with Facebook, it's the word Too. We also have a website called jimthepodcastshopper.com forward slash Wix site slash website. I think it's something like that. <laughs> and we're available wherever you are listening to podcasts. But if you're hearing this, you probably know that already. And if you can, please leave a nice review for us on Apple Podcasts because we get a lot of listeners there. And it's a great way to share your reviews with everybody else and tell them to check out the show. And if you don't like the show, if there's something that's bothering you or you've got a request for a theme, a theme week. See, I can't do it like Mr. Bruce does. Anyway, if you've got a request for a theme for a show, just email me at jimthepodcastsherpa at gmail.com and I will see what I can do for you, okay? We do take listener requests and of course, if you have any questions or comments or anything that you want me to do to fix up the show, please let me know. I'm here for you. And once again, special thanks to Dr. Lindsay Callen-Weisner of Neurotic Nourishment. Be sure to go out and buy her book when it comes out in March. We'll remind you and maybe uh, we'll post something on social media once the book is released so you can see what the cover looks like. And I'm sure it'll be on your favorite online bookstore. Lindsay, you are a true friend. Thank you so much for coming on. Had a blast with you. And hopefully we will get to work again sometime in the very near future. We are available on Pandora. No, not the jeweler, the Pandora that plays the music, that Pandora radio. If you look under podcasts and do a search for too many podcasts, you'll find it. I'm there. I accidentally stumbled across it last week. Really happy to be there because I know lots of people like Pandora and it's a nice, easy way to listen to the show if you're not listening to music right now. Okay, have a sure delicious week. We've got some really great shows that are coming up towards the end of the year. They're going to be really interesting. i got some really incredible guests. And don't worry, 2020 is going to be just as much fun. I won't let you down, I promise. So, I guess that's all I really have to say. Mr. Bruce, if you can... Do that thing that you do so well, sir, and show him the door. Viva la Sherpa Lucian! Bye. Thanks for listening to Too Many Podcasts. Please disperse. You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la Sherpa Lucian! Viva la Chapalition! <coughs> oh. Yell, come back now, you hear? <laughs>